in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon at 12.06. It is Monday, August 8th. Good afternoon, everybody tuning in. Part of our, uh, this is the Noon Report live on Facebook. It's the John DePietro Show. And this portion of the program, and folks, what is, boy, this heat wave is extending. Very oppressive heat. And it's brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And right now, on this Monday, Victory Day, some people are working, some people are off. We're the only ones in the United States that still celebrate this. Farm fresh vegetables are ready to go. Sweet corn, zucchini, eggplant, yellow squash, tomatoes and cucumbers, delicious. Local honey is available all season long. And remember, they have the Placata Abravitis in stock from 3 feet to 11 feet tall. Fast growing, deer resistant. They make a beautiful natural border. Folks, it's all waiting for you at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're open seven days a week. I'm so happy for them, folks. Great service. You're shopping local. They've had a great season. Annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, hanging pots, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets. Located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. Vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandevillas, screen loom. Full-scale nursery. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. Gift certificates are available, and they're open seven days a week. Well, folks, good afternoon. It is Juan. Now, you have, um, <coughs> excuse me, on this Victory Day, I encourage you to visit the website, depetro.com, because we posted some stories. We were very active over the course of the weekend. How about Saturday night? You First of all, you had the armed home invasion in North Providence. See the video there. Boy, that's uh, surprising. So the people that own the home uh, refused to cooperate with police and asked them to leave the property. You know, it was just a regular night in North Providence. Five men armed with masks burst, knocked down the door, came in and supposedly took just three thousand dollars in some drugs. Um, I don't know about I don't know if there's a there's a, a digit missing with the three thousand would five guys risk, do you realize it's mandatory prison time if you have a, a, a handgun or any type of gun in that type of an armed uh, home invasion? Uh, yeah, just, you know, 3,000. And they may have taken, like, some weed. Ah, I don't know about that. Isn't that amazing? And then also, we were in East Providence on Saturday night for the uh, Saturday night stabbing in East Providence. So, folks, it's a happening. And then also, we will have the video. Um... I was last night in Providence on Broad Street. You, you got to see the trash, meaning the amount of litter left behind. It is. Uh, it was the Dominican Festival. Uh, again, nice celebration, blah, 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 the parade and everything else. But, wow, what is uh, what is the deal? Listen, and, and I don't know why the city wouldn't have more trash cans out there. Some of the trash cans were overflowing. I don't know. Why not keep putting enough trash cans until... You know, then that then there's nothing on the ground. But I understand if, if trash cans were overflowing, then everything just starts to fall apart. People leaving trash all over the place. I mean, it just looks horrendous. You can see the video. Uh, we'll have it up on the website later, but we were out there last night. I want to, um, well, folks, the, the big story that the media, you have to understand, and we'll play it, but the media is going ballistic a little bit over this uh, Cranston Mayor of Fung. Uh, I'm, by the way, last hour, if, in, in, if you missed it, it is up on the website, depetro.com under radio show. Brian, uh, Justin Katz, excuse me, was just fantastic. It's one of my favorite segments, politics this week. And I want to give credit on this uh, Monday at 1210. I want to give credit. By the way, those on Facebook, you can send stars if you appreciate the, uh, the live coverage. Last night, that was a little dicey being in traffic, big crowds like that. Um, you know, they had some some problems. There were some shots fired. Uh, I initially went in there because there was a report of a manhunt for someone that had a weapon who was wearing a mask and running through some of the streets on, I think it's Miller Street or Miller Avenue. It's right off of Broad Street right near the park. But anyhow, so we ended up um, down there. But Justin Katz 
managing editor Ocean State, uh, excuse me, AnchorRising.com. <coughs> it's the second time I made that mistake today. Um, he made some good points, and I also want to give credit to Susie Yankee, who is the GOP chair, who, you know, the, the Boston Globe and Ed Fitzpatrick, you have to understand, some members of the media are upset that, that Channel 10 got an exclusive on the visit. And let's just be really clear. Kevin McCarthy is a player. Kevin McCarthy, Rhode Island, remove Rhode Island out of the mix. He will be the next speaker. The Republicans are five seats away from taking back the House. And the Democrats, by the way, they know that. Nancy Pelosi knows that. David Cicilline knows that. They know that. If you watch any political coverage, the question is not if the Republicans are going to take the House. The question is by how many. They may pick up 25 seats. Now, that is somewhat the norm, right? Whenever, for instance, in 2008, President Obama was elected 2010, boom, the House came in and took the House. So, you know, that that does happen. That's why also Nancy Pelosi, the Democrats, took control of the House in, in 2020. But first of all, a couple of things. Make no mistake about it. In the Boston Globe story, Kevin McCarthy's visit to Rhode Island, a double-edged sword for Alan Funk. It's really not. It's only, talk about an only in Rhode Island. It's only in a Rhode Island type of situation that it's a, quote, double-edged sword. But Susie Yankee, now she had the best quote in the story. I don't know why it's at the, the very bottom of the article. And I also, I don't fully get, I mean, I... I kind of get the Fung people feel like damned if you do, damned if you don't, making a big deal about it. But as I think Justin said, by being quiet, they've allowed people like Seth Magaziner, Democrat Party, to kind of frame it like it would be something to be concerned about, right? As if Mayor Fung did something wrong. I want to repeat, Kevin McCarthy, he's not... You know, that would be, Fung would be a vote for Kevin McCarthy. He's going to be speaker anyway. As Susie Yankee said, newsflash, whether Allen is elected or not, Kevin McCarthy will be the speaker of the House come November, period. There's a real sense the House is going to swing Republican. Polling suggests Allen's in a good spot to win the race. She had some, she had the best quote. Sue Yankee said McCarthy's visit shows the national parties paying attention to Rhode Island, willing to invest money and staff in helping Fung win. Rhode Island has not seen similar visits from national Republican leaders in recent congressional election cycles. And that's all true. Now, I did in 2010. I covered a John Laughlin. It's like a fundraiser or something. I was covering it. And Scott Brown popped by there. So that was in 2010. Um, and Scott Brown, who, you know, had been elected to the Senate and he was a big deal at that at that time. But my point is, that was the last time you have not had a big name Republican come in. Kevin McCarthy, the speaker, he can put money, energy and resources into this race. They wouldn't be doing this if they didn't think Funk could win. And let me just be very clear that I don't think the media is framing enough. There's, there's several things at play here. Number one, there's media bias. Number two, you also have some media that are upset that Channel 10 got the exclusive. So that, I don't care what anyone says, that comes into play. That definitely factors in. It's a competitive business. Channel 10 got the exclusive. If you're Channel 12, they're upset. If you're the Boston Globe, you're upset. If you're the Providence Journal, you're upset. It's basically three people that you've kind of offended. But that was what they chose to do. Just give an exclusive to Channel 10, who is the dominant news station, right? So, but just if you step back, Kevin McCarthy, where Sue Sienke has the best line, he's going to be speaker. The question is, are you going to have someone at the table as he's speaker, or, or are you going to be left out in the cold? This will be Congressman David Cicilline's last time running for office. Why? Because he and Nancy Pelosi, and this is her last time, they know what it's like to be at the back of the bus. They know what it's like if you're not the ruling party in Congress. For instance, right now, it's not fun if you're a Republican in Congress. 
because the Democrats have all the best posts. The Democrats control the House in Washington, right? So Cicilline knows what it's like. You're not on any committees. You don't have any juice. You don't really get any press. You're, and you're not bringing any money back to your home state. That's why he and Langevin, look at all the bills they do. It's all on, you know, citizens with disabilities. Uh, Cicilline, it's all about LGBTQ rights. It's, there's no, there's nothing really of, of substance that they're really, because they're, they're not on a power, especially Cicilline. He was one of the House impeachment managers, for crying out loud. So they know what it's like to be left out in the cold. So this is really simple. If Rhode Island elects a Republican, in this case, it's going to be Chris Mayor Alan Funk. As Kevin McCarthy, while they're inside the room, the state has a choice. Either you have someone in the room or you're on the outside looking in. Think of like, you know, like a bank or a grocery store with the glass. There are the people on the outside and then the people on the inside. So the state has a choice. It's not a matter. Look, Seth Magaziner, Sarah Morgenthau, whoever, they're actually even being disingenuous. You know, you need to elect me to stop him from being speaker. That that is, that's a lie. That's not happening. The whole question is whether or not Mayor Fung is in the room with the new speaker. And Kevin McCarthy made it very clear. He would say, I want Mayor Congressman Fung. I'm going to put him on this committee. We're going to make sure Rhode Island gets this money for projects. We're going to make sure that when Rhode Islanders come to Washington, they're treated fairly. We're going to make sure Rhode Island has representation in Washington. Because right now, what the media is not telling you at 1218 on this Monday, I don't have representation in Washington. You really don't. The experiment of four Democrats... Reed, White House, Langevin, Cicilline has failed. You know, right now, with those four in Washington and Governor McGreed as the governor for now, I, I just, I don't remember the last time the state was just so adrift. We are, like, so removed from the rest of the world, from the rest of the country, really. Do you notice, folks, you don't even, you never, one thing I'll say about Ramundo, it was nonstop trying to get companies to relocate there, try to get them to bring in, bring in more jobs. You don't even hear that with McKee. He doesn't even try. He's so like tripping over his own feet. That guy, you know, giving out our money to state workers as bribes for votes. I don't remember. And the progressives are running hard. You know, Speaker Joe Sakachi might lose in his district in in, uh, in Warwick. Right now, the leadership at the State House, I, I just, I don't remember the last time we were this adrift. Just, we are, the state is just lost at sea. It really is. It's like the, you know, the castaways with Gilligan's Island. We truly have become an island. We are so out of step with the rest of the country. McKee has just proven himself to he's not up for the job. Not everybody is. It's a tough job. And that's why you have an election. And that's why you have someone prove themselves that they are capable of the job because they're capable of winning the job. Chafee was a fluke, right? Don Kachiri was an executive. And he ran and he made a lot of improvements to the state in his eight years against a lot of opposition. Say what you want about Ramundo. She came in. She had business experience. She was always trying to, she was pitching GE to come in here. Unsuccessful. Tried to get PayPal to come in here. Unsuccessful. Did try working to get people to come in. McKee's not even trying. McKee, they don't even return the phone calls. And here's the other thing that no one talks about, folks. And again, it's 1220 on this Monday. That no one highlights. You're the CEO of a company, and they say the governor of Rhode Island called. And you know the guy's under an FBI probe. Are you returning that call? The answer is no. You're not returning the call. How do you know he's not wired? How do you know they don't have tape going? You don't want to be dragged in. McKee, remember like Charlie Brown, uh, uh, Pigpen, right? We'd be walking along and it was like dust particles. That, that, that's McKee. 
McKee, and again, this is no reflection. He's a nice guy that he plays cards with the mother in the kitchen. And the whole thing. I saw that ad yesterday. Meet the press. Vote for me because I play cards with my, you know, play go fish in the kitchen. Um, They're not even returning the call. If you're and if you are running a company, and I mean a successful company, you, you don't need the involvement. You don't need, then you're getting subpoenaed. Then they want your phone records. Then they want to know, well, what, what did you talk about with, you know, what did you talk about with Governor McKee? You don't, you don't need any of that. That's how people lose their jobs that are running a company. So, and it's not even brought up. Now, I'll say this. The local media has tried. Governor McKee's trying to run out the clock. He is. He is trying to run out the clock, not cooperate, and just hand out as much money as possible. He is like uh, West Welker. Remember West Welker took like Molly and was at the Kentucky Derby, and he was handing out $100 bills. That was the effect it had on him. I think he took like Molly or something, or ecstasy or something like that. So McKee is just like running around. And, and as I predicted, and I still have to post the report, we're going to break down some of the audio. They watched Lieutenant Governor Matos, who has trouble with the English language. She does. And um, they're like, okay, we've seen enough. She's not debating anymore. They've just decided, okay, no more debates. I, I wonder, she wasn't, she wasn't elected Lieutenant Governor. The job doesn't even actually have a job description. I mean, it, it is a joke. And then she announces no more debates. Like, where did these people get off? No more debates. You, you, you were selected. It was either you or James. It was a member of the Latino community to be named later, for crying out loud. He was all in on James Diosa, mayor of Central Falls. Then he's like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll go with the gender thing. All right, I'll choose a female. I think there were actually women screaming like, you know... He better not pick another man. So, but McKee and Matos, I've seen enough. The experiment's over. We've seen enough. Now it's just a matter of whether or not they can steal the election. But Kevin McCarthy, Leader McCarthy, set to become the next speaker. They already have Secret Service with him. Coming in for Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. He'd like to make him Congressman Fung. I'd like to have him part of my leadership team. We will make him a national star. If Mayor Fung becomes Congressman Fung, they will make him a national figure for several reasons. Number one, boom, a Republican in what is sadly has become Blue Rhode Island. Number two, Boom, a Republican, there's no Republican in Congress in Connecticut. There's no Republican in Congress in Massachusetts. A Republican in New England, and he happens to be Asian American. It's a great story. They would like to make him, boom, he will become a national figure. You will see profiles about Mayor Fung in the New York Times. You'll see profiles on Mayor Fung in the Washington Post. You will see him all over Fox News Channel. They will put him out. This is the new face. This is the new wave. Asian Americans in this country, by the way, who work hard, whose children do exceptionally well in school, who have a strong family unit. You belong in the Republican Party, not in the Democrat Party. Cranston, then to become Congressman Fung, might even deliver the Republican response after the president's State of the Union. That's how major it would be. And they would do everything to make him look good. He would be having press conferences. I just got money for this. I just got money for that. We're going to get police more of this. We're going to cut down on crime this way. We're going to boom, boom, boom. Let's make him a star. Let's give him money. Let's pump some money into Rhode Island. That's what they would do. That's how major it is. And it, frankly, it is embarrassing for the local media 
Forget about that Sarah Morgenthau and Magaziner. Sarah Morgenthau, she can't even get Joy Fox out of the blanking. I'm going to fight in what You're not going to fight in Washington. You're in a four-way primary. David Siegel and Joy Fox, the Providence Journal did a story regarding what, should Joe Biden get four more years. Sarah Morgenthau said yes. Magaziner wouldn't answer the question. And Joy Fox and David Siegel didn't even respond to the journal. I, I don't, it's like the two of them, Joy Fox and David Siegel, it's like they're having a contest who can run the worst campaign. It's so pathetic. Didn't even respond. There, there are people running for a state, uh, you know, a, a, a state house, state senate, or state rep. There are some individuals, they're running better campaigns than Joy Fox. She has no shot of winning. And Sarah Morgenthau still can't get her out of her, the race. I think Justin Katz brings up a good point. There's a very good possibility that Joy Fox is actually working with Seth Magaziner. Therefore, you have two women in the race. Because there are people, if there was one woman, there are some women that would vote that way. Not a lot. And David Siegel, too cool for the room, right? Oh, do I actually have to go to anything? Can't I just zoom it? I mean, that guy. Wow. Uh, what a space cadet. Where's the campaign? There is no campaign. There's also no debates in that. But for them to be trying to portray Alan Fung having Kevin McCarthy come in, that's, that's huge. Kevin McCarthy, the Republican Party, he can control money. He can control spending. He can control helping with the campaign. Let's send some volunteers here. Let's get some IT people there. We can help with some polling. We can get you on a donor list. We can introduce you. Kevin McCarthy could throw a fundraiser for Mayor Fung in Washington. Boom, in the blink of an eye, raise 100000 No heavy lifting at all. No heavy lifting in any way. That is a huge, that shows how much the seat is in play. And that shows how much you could win it. Compared with Seth Magaziner stands in front of a house that's not even his and tries to pretend it's his house. You know, that is consistent. The guy is a fraud. I've never been impressed with him. He immediately pivoted out of the race for governor, jumped into this race. They have the press conference with Langevin trying to tell everyone else in the race to get out of the race. He's the anointed one. And then, of course, you know, it's more disingenuous to me that he films a commercial trying to pretend a house in West Warwick is his house, even though he lives on the east side of Providence, than it is for Kevin. Mayor Fung did not. That, that is a win. Do you know there are people running for Congress all over the country that would love Kevin McCarthy to come in and campaign for them? Hey, let's even stay local. Alan Waters would love that to happen in CD1. But he's another one not running the most aggressive campaign. You know, if you're going to hit David Cicilline, you're going to be doing it 24-7. Folks, at 1229, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. Now, listen, it's warm out. You want to improve your property. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. J, letter J, J. Perry Paving. 20 years experience, specialized in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, free estimate for any project, Call J. Perry Paving today, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, J. Perry Paving has your back. Remember, asphalt, it's affordable, smooth, and safe to drive on. It can be recycled and reused. Letter J, J. Perry Paving is a licensed and insured contracted company. Folks, call them no matter how big or how small. Call them today for a free quote at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Folks, this portion of the Don DePietro Show on this uh, Victory Monday is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Stop in, lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Pop in and see them. So this business of um, and the media definitely, you know, it started on Saturday. 
And and I think and I get it. Some of them they're upset that Channel Ten uh, that they got the exclusive with uh, Speaker McCarthy, and so they have different ways of um, of kind of you know going after them. By the way, by the way, I'm just looking over some um, some of the other news of the day. The man who fatally shot Ahmaud Arbery was sentenced today life in prison committing a federal hate crime. You know, that story was always just falling apart. But I think it's interesting. Patrick Anderson of the Providence Journal asked those running in Congressional District 2, which is Langevin seat for Congress, should Biden run for re-election? Only one said yes, Sarah Morgenthal. Seth Magazino wouldn't answer. And David Siegel and Joy Fox didn't even respond. I mean, it, it's just pathetic. And that's Sarah Morgenthal. This wasn't a hard question to answer. Joe Biden is delivering. He had one good week. He had one good week. And now all of a sudden he is delivering. You know, I'm also just seeing this headline. Chicago sometimes 56 people were shot in Chicago over the weekend. 56 people were shot in Chicago over the weekend. Half of them in 12 hours, late Friday, early Saturday. Eight have died from their wounds. 56 shot. And and this business, listen, the Biden administration has failed. He is not up to the job. Period. End of story. As David Cicilline would say, full stop. He is simply not up to the job. And age comes into play. And by the way, I think age is going to factor in on the... the, um, on 2024 on the Republican side. I think, uh, and you never know, you never know that, um, you never know that how things could come out in a debate. Now, I'm also seeing, so Alex Jones, this is, the beginning for a very long road for Alex Jones. I don't know what his future holds. Um, and I'm going to touch on that in just a second, but I'm seeing right now. So Alex Jones has a new book and Tucker Carlson blurb, put a blurb for it. Maybe Alex Jones on to something. Read this book, Decide for Yourself Who's Crazy. So now the mainstream media is going after Tucker Carlson over the Alex Jones thing. Tucker Carlson endorsed the guy who said Sandy Hook massacre was a hoax. Parents of the murdered children were paid actors. I want to just um, touch on that. I'm not going to go that long, but and I want to be very clear. I recognize, I was talking to someone over the weekend saying, you know, I don't know about Fung. Could be a rhino and blah, blah, blah. You know, as Steve Fryer summed it up, it is better to have, Steve Fryer said this at the Republican convention. He said, you know, Alan's not as conservative as I would like him to be, but I'd rather have someone that I agree with 50% 50% of the time than none of the time. I will tell you, it, it's not even a discussion. I'll, I also want to say this, and I want to call some people, and I'm going to continue to call people in line. There's, there's, there's an element of you got to order, you, you order what's on the menu. There, there are people, <clears throat> there are people, you know, you, you, you're looking at the menu, and the choice is, uh, you know, a candy bar or or it's ice cream. And the person says, well, I want pie. Well, pie's not on the blanking menu. Well, I want a piece of cake. That's not on the menu. Those are the choices. Well, I don't know if Fung is conservative enough. Those are your choices. It's either going to be Seth Magaziner or Alan Fung. That's it. There were people, they try to set it up. Is if there's another option. You order what's on the menu. You know, and there was someone that I was speaking about with this. And they were saying, now they call, oh, I don't know if Kevin McCarthy's conservative enough. He could be a rhino. All right, ready? Here's the choice. Kevin McCarthy or Nancy Pelosi. Those are your choices. Well, I just don't know. Excuse me. Those are your choices. That's what's on the menu here. Uh, Ted Cruz, Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're not running in the second district. As Rick Pitino said, Larry Bird's not walking through that door. 
Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. Kevin McHale is not walking through that door, fans. Those are your choices. Kevin McCarthy or Nancy Pelosi. Well, I don't know if McCarthy is conservative. Those are your blanking choices. You know, I had someone saying, yeah, this person who I won't say who, but they're in the car business. And I said, you're not giving a fear analogy. Let's just say someone sells Toyotas. And someone comes on the lot. And they're thinking of buying a Toyota Camry. Here's what it breaks down to. They're either going to buy your Toyota Camry or they're going to buy a Honda Accord. Those are the two. Those vehicles are very similar. I believe those vehicles share. Most of the time, owners will either buy a Toyota Camry or they're going to buy a Honda Accord. It's not, I might get a Toyota Camry or I might get a Mercedes. No, no, no. That's not on the menu. Nope. Doesn't work that way. No, 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 no. No. If you want to go up, someone says, I may get a Mercedes or I may get a Porsche. Or I may get a Mercedes or I might get a BMW. But that's not the choice. The choice is, listen, either you're going to sell them the Toyota Camry or they're going to leave there and go buy a Honda Accord. Because they're both kind of in the same price range. So all I'm going to say to the voters is let's stick to what's on the menu. Let's stick with what's on the menu. And right now on the menu is Kevin McCarthy or Nancy Pelosi. And people underestimate how difficult it is, number one, to be Nancy Pelosi. Number two, to even be in the position of Kevin McCarthy. I had someone who was saying, no, I don't know about him. I want you, like totally unknowing of how the process works. Oh, really? Oh, are you under the, are you under the impression you vote for that person? No, I want Jim Jordan. Oh, you want Jim Jordan. Yeah, except he's supporting Kevin McCarthy. Well, I want Steve Scalise. Yeah, he's supporting Kevin McCarthy. First of all, the voters don't even pick. It's your reps. Langevin and Cicilline, they're never voting for that. It's, it's in the caucus. So let's stick with what's on the menu. You've either Nancy Pelosi or you have Kevin McCarthy. You're going to have either Alan Fung or you're going to have Seth Magaziner. Well, I think Fung, he's not conservative. Those are your choices. Those are the choices. Now, I want to just, um, I, I just, the, the McKee stuff is, is so embarrassing. By the way, I posted on Facebook page, and I want to give credit to Kathy Gregg, the next set of bonuses. These state workers posting things, trying to defend that they're getting these bonuses is is nothing short of pathetic. And they get surprised when I push back on it. They get surprised. And here's another thing. Here's another misstatement. Donna Joy, Rhode Island voters deserve what they voted for. Wrong. We didn't vote for McKee. That's a wrong statement. Wrong. And I put that. He wasn't voted in as governor. We didn't vote for him. That's wrong. This other person, what's her, Cynthia Lucia, you were not in the room when it was negotiated. Oh, okay. You know, that is always the excuse for people who have no sense of an argument. You know, there were people that said with O.J. Simpson, well, you weren't there and I wasn't there. So we, listen, not everybody has to be a firsthand account. We know what happened. The state workers work hard. No, they don't. I'm not saying they work hard. They're irrelevant, by the way. This is about McKee. This is about McKee and a total abuse of power. That's what this is about. McKee and abuse of power. So now I just want to clear something up. And I don't have to. But I do interact on the Facebook page. And folks, again, good afternoon at 1240. McKee giving out the bonuses is abuse of power. The whole reason why, and Justin Katz actually made very strong points that I respect. Number one, if you're Ashley Kalis, you want McKee. You want McKee as the candidate. They're afraid of Helena folks. They're afraid of Helena folks. Because if it's Helena folks against Ashley Kalis, I believe Helena folks win. Then you have two businesswomen. 
One of them ran CVS and has been here. The other one's new to the scene. Um, I will take anyone over McKee. And I don't come to that lightly. I've seen enough. There's too much corruption. There's too much sleaze. There's too many sleazy deals. There's too much pandering. He, he doesn't govern for the population. He governs for the special interests to keep him in power. It's, it's a joke. And Justin Katz also was right on the game. That that Stefan Pryor, that is another good point. He only has that job because he knows, Stefan Pryor knows Gina Raimondo, Andy Moffat's husband, from Yale. It's the only reason he has the job. And when they were asking him to grade Gina Raimondo, because he's afraid to offend the teachers unions, he wouldn't give her a, like a poor grade. He just said high marks. I mean, that is, what a turncoat. And I'm sure, I'm sure he cleared it ahead of time. You know, he, that guy's just so full of himself. Listen, we're screwed either way if one of those two clowns get in. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Propane Plus. For all your propane needs, call Propane Plus, 401-885-4209. Propane Plus in Massachusetts, call them 508 508- 252-3359. Remember, for Propane Plus, three generations, they're available 24-7, online billing, automatic delivery, Propane Plus, online at propaneplus.com. They have a very easy, uh, customer, <clears throat> user-friendly website, and you just type in your zip code, looking for residential, commercial, Propane Plus and propaneplus.com. Folks, as always, visit the website, Petro.com. Later today, I will have up. I had the video. I was in Providence last night. I mean, you do feel it felt very third world. And with all the trash there and they're shooting guns up into the air. I mean, it was. Um, but that they're voters. Guess what? They're, that crowd is voting. That crowd is voting. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. You know, right now, you could pop into Brood Awakenings. Dave does such a great job. He has a terrific staff. Brood Awakenings in Johnston, also Cranston, Pontiac Avenue, and then also Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Cozy environment, fresh food. You could pop in there and get a nice treat or a full lunch. Delicious sandwich. It's a great place to meet with people. There's plenty of room to spread out. Big screen TZs, comfortable chairs, brood awakening. Stop in, and there's a link on the website, thepetro.com. I just want to clarify this, and I know I don't have to do it, but I do want to clarify. Because there's definitely a misconception that people have with freedom of speech. You know, I, I posted jury awarding the parents of the Sandy Hook victim. Jesse Lewis was the little boy that was killed. $45 million in damage, and that's over the $4 million they already got. And people were saying, and I, and I applaud the people that were saying good about Alex Jones. And then I got this comment from, I won't say the full name, but Matt, remember, it starts here. They'll eventually call, come for all of us. They're going to come for all of us. I don't plan on saying that when six-year-olds are shot and killed, brutally, violent deaths, that it's made up. So why would they be coming for us? Do you realize how long this thing took? This took, if you don't think there's something wrong with our justice system, took 10 years almost in the pipeline for them to finally get that clown in court. And then I get this. I believe in free speech, even if it's ridiculous. I, um, he's, he still won't back down. Hate speech is a different topic, not to mention he's covered there's a difference trying to incite violence, just saying hateful things. See, I want to um, point out, now again, he's wrong. That's not hateful things. Folks, I, I could answer in real time. Um, free speech. People have different definitions. I See, I believe in free speech. Okay. <clears throat> As they say about Alex Jones... His speech is free. He has to pay for his lies. What, what we learned, and I have someone that I talk about this. They always want to go to the what about. But what about, but what about, but what, and they never will drill down on this situation. So 
And people will post it up. See, I believe in free speech. I don't think you understand what free speech is. If you were to go to North Korea right now at 1246 on this Monday and start giving a speech or publish something about Putin, boom, you get a police at your door. If you go to North Korea or Russia or Iran or China, for that matter, see, they don't enjoy free speech. You want to stand in the public square and give a speech and blah, 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 and this happened, and just pick a public figure, Tom Brady. You want to stand somewhere and say outrageous lies about Tom Brady for whatever it may be, whatever you want to speculate on. If you want to stand somewhere and do that, well, that's one thing. But these people that are saying, like this guy, Matt, so, you know, the Washington Post or USA Today or pick a newspaper, in their world, they could run a story. Tom Brady, I'll just give it a arrested DUI, had two uh, six-year-old boys in the car. Like, are you actually trying to say that that's free speech? No, th- those are lies. Alex Jones, what we learned in the trial, and some people, though, they, they never will address this situation. There's someone I was speaking to yesterday, I won't say who, and she's a friend of mine. She never addresses this situation. It always goes to the what about, what about, what about. It's like that game with the hammer. You got to hit them when they pop up. What about, let's deal with this. Alex Jones at InfoWars with Sandy Hook. That was an opinion. That wasn't even ridiculous speech. It was made up, but they saw the reaction. And was even an eye-opener for me, because I followed this stuff pretty intently. When we learned, when they had his bookkeeper on the stand, and they started to explain just how much money they made. Now, I know InfoWars was making money, and Alex Jones was making money, but I, a lot of people, that I'm telling you right now in the business, that raised a lot of eyebrows. I mean, he wasn't making small amounts of money. Because of the Sandy Hook thing, listen, it was a lie. That's not, that's not freedom of speech. He was saying it never happened. Now, hear me out. If he had said, I don't think, because the parents, they were being interviewed. After it happened, they were being interviewed on CNN. You could say, I don't think they should be doing interviews. On CNN, that is a fair criticism. Ann Coulter wrote a book about some of the, she called them the 9-11 widows. And she said she'd never seen widows enjoying themselves much as they were these four. And they were going around doing interviews. They had a limousine and blah, blah, blah. And, and she, you know, the way she wrote it, Ann Coulter, was actually kind of funny. That was her opinion. That was an opinion. If, if Alex Jones had said, look at the way the media now is framing this story in an effort to try to enact stricter gun laws. That is an opinion. And that would be criticism saying, I don't think the parents should be doing interviews. This just happened on Friday. Here it is Saturday. The parents are doing interviews. I think that that's, again, that would be his opinion. However, what many people who don't follow this don't fully understand They didn't stop at that. No, they said it didn't happen. The children were still alive. That maybe the children never existed. That the people you saw, those parents, were actors. That it was all fake. And these idiots out there actually believed him. Folks, do you understand how preposterous it would be is if, like, there's something wrong with you. I'll say this at 1250. If you actually believe that something like that would happen in New York Times, Washington Post, Fox News Channel, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, that everyone would gather in a room and say, all right, everybody got this. We're going we're gonna to run this out. We're going to commit this hoax on the entire world because it was a world story. That, that, that is, that, that there's no way that is possible. And if you actually believe that, 
could happen, that everyone would be in on it. I'm telling you there's something wrong with you. That's impossible. If there was some kind of conspiracy like that, we would know. Look at how the media tore apart what just happened in Yovelde, Texas, where initially in Texas, the police were trying to say that the policemen were heroes, that the policemen went barging in, that the policemen blah, blah, blah. And then we learned it was all a lie. You are fooling yourselves. The Alex Jones thing. You, you have to think of how violent a death those children at Sandy Hook, how, how petrifying, terrifying. Not all the kids died instantly. Some of them bled to death. Some of them then died on their way to the hospital, in the hospital. Picture being six years old. That maniac comes into the classroom spraying bullets, how loud it was, blood everywhere. Do you understand they had to use DNA? Because of that type of weapon, it just doesn't shoot someone. And never mind that tiny. Do you realize how tiny a six-year-old is? How little they weigh? Those types of bullets that are huge and what it does to the body of a six-year-old where they were indistinguishable. They had to use their DNA to They knew there was a child there. They, they had to, and it's so horrific to even think about. Some of the children were alive, lying there, dying, crying. Everyone around them, their friends, the classroom, a complete bloodbath massacre. And, and you go on, and this wasn't a one-off. What about, no, no, this was InfoWars made a calculated decision. That this is good for business. It's good for business. Now, I'll also say this. Well, what about Russian collusion? I'm not saying for people that, that, well, I believe in free speech, so you should be able to say anything. If you believe that, then Nick Sandman shouldn't be able to go after certain members of the media. They lied about Nick Sandman with what happened to that kid. Then you're saying that Kyle Rittenhouse, no one should be held accountable. Well, no, they should be held accountable. What about the lies of President Trump? President Trump is threatening he's going to sue CNN. But you have to understand, and I'm not trying to preach here, but the difference, free speech is not, you know, they're, they're printing, they went all in. I don't know how that happened. I don't know why that decision was made. I'm sure now, Alex Jones, you have to wonder, was it really worth it? That wasn't a passing comment. That wasn't like, gee, I don't think the parents should have been doing these interviews. Gee, look at the way the media is treating the coverage. Gee, when they showed those, and I remember, those white tiny caskets, they said it was all a prop. It was fake. Right? The parents were actors. It never happened. That's not, that is a different category that many people are just, it's like they refuse to accept that. This wasn't, uh, whoa, do you mean to tell me you've never said, we're not talking about an offhanded comment. We're not talking about Alex Jones saying, gee, the way those parents were acting, you almost think they're actors. You're not talking about that. This went on day after day and then week after week. Do you know, one of those days after Sandy Hook, InfoWars made 800,000 in one day. You know, that rivals anything that Fox News Channel makes or anything like that. 800,000 in one day, that, that platform? No, what you have to identify was that was a calculated effort. Now, the timing hit, platforms, he was on YouTube, he was on Facebook. Uh, There were still people, like it was all still kind of gelling together. Some people said, what about 9-11? Well, there were people saying it was an inside job. And there were people saying, you know, because I got phone calls I've talked about. You know, the, the passengers and the airplanes there in Canada. Those are mannequins, as, as moronic as that sounds. But there was no one saying, look at these fake families. And Alex Jones was telling people to go to Connecticut. There were these idiots that were terrorizing these families and calling them and emailing them and sending them things to the house. And some of them actually traveled to Connecticut to um, harass these people in their towns and outside their homes. Once he opened the can, I think it just got away from them. But 
it's it's frightening to me that some people can't distinguish. That's not freedom of speech, right? If the Washington Post runs a story, President Trump had a, got a DUI last night and ran over and killed two people. Well, you know, that's free speech. No, no, excuse me. That's not free speech. That's defamation. As Matt, I think was his name, was saying. Well, you know, that, that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. But no, that, the world is flat is ridiculous speech. That's defamation of character. That's libel. That's not free speech. You know, that would be ridiculous. No, no, that's not ridiculous speech. You can't print things like that. I don't think they understand that. Now, there is a difference. There are some people that say you can't. Hate speech is protected. Right? We talked about. Look at what's been going on in, in Boston with that Patriot Front. And our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, talks about when the, the Nazis went to Skokie, Illinois, and were protesting. That is First Amendment. That's First Amendment. They want to go. They want to protest. Blah, blah, blah. That's one thing. But it's clear to me, people that think anything goes, you can say and print anything. And then that means that, no, no, that's not freedom of speech. It's not. By the way, if the Washington Post posted a story that President Trump was involved with a DUI and he killed two people, and they just kept running it day after day, number one, they'd make a huge amount of money. But number two, they'd face consequences. That is completely false. Yeah, but what about, it's not a what about. It's not a what about. This went much farther. This wasn't a one-off. This wasn't a joke. This wasn't said in passing. This wasn't even one day. This wasn't Alex Jones and Infowars. This wasn't even one week. So save me the whole thing. Now they're going to be coming for us. Well, I, I, I guess if you're going to go on for weeks and months claiming something is a hoax, if you're willing to do that, then I guess they are coming for you. But they're not going to be coming for you if you say, I don't think President Biden should be in office. They're not going to come for you if you say, I don't think Nancy Pelosi should be the speaker anymore. That's opinion. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Now, remember, if you have an emergency, stop by AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston, and East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's AtMed Urgent Care. Remember, they have walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, and at AtMed Urgent Care, number one, it's much faster. I'm telling you, someone will see you within an hour, 90 minutes tops, compared to nine hours at the Kent Emergency Room. They also offer mononuclear antibody infusions for those that have COVID. At Med Urgent Care, you're going to prefer it. Pop in two locations. Next time it's an emergency, 1524 Avenue Johnson and 5750 Post Road in Warwick. Folks, it's 1259. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, we have a, still another full hour to go. The power hour is next. Remember, next hour is radio only. I will touch a little bit on Victory Day. Uh, there was some protesters over the weekend. You know, Rhode Island shouldn't be commemorating this. Blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about that. More sound also. Uh, that was a win for Alan Fung having Kevin McCarthy come in. And the, the magazine of people are very nervous about it. Next hour is radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Or listen on the website to Beatro.com. Back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news. <laughs>